You're listening to the Tidy Revival Podcast, where we explore the stories and emotions behind decluttering and home organization. I'm your host, Carly Adams, home organizer and creator of the clutter-free home process. Now, this is the time where I remind you that this is not a show for little ears. If your kids are in the room, please pause now. This show has an explicit rating. We're going deep. We're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Now, let's get started. If you're enjoying this episode, we would love if you would rate and review the show. It helps us get in front of more people, and we really, really appreciate it. Hello and welcome. Today, I'm going to be talking about tips to help you get your teen's room organized. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this is because it has been coming up with my clients. It's been coming up in my networking groups and teen, the teen years, we all know about the teen years. They're they're just kind of a, a little bit more of a different beast. You know, teens are old enough that they really need to be having more input on the decision-making than your younger kids would. And a lot of folks, people can get nervous about approaching this situation. They want to go into it, kind of having a plan. So most of this is really the way that I approach pretty much any room with organizing, but a big thing is going to be about getting the buy-in from your teen on the systems and listening to what they have to say about how they would like things to go. Because a lot of times it can be a lot different from what you might envision. And by listening to what works for them and not, and why you're going to get a lot of insight. And by just asking questions and asking some open-ended questions, being ready to listen to the answer. I know that you know that that's the easiest way to connect with a teen. I will also say coming in as an organizer is definitely different than coming in as a parent because during these years, depending on your teen, they could be a little bit tough and they may not want to hear your input. So I totally get that, but here is what I, here are the tips that I would use. And if you decide that having a third party is going to really be helpful because of the special circumstances of the beautiful teen years, then if you would like to connect with me for in-home services, let me know. If you're in a different area and you just need to get help finding another organizer, let me know too. And I can help point you in the right direction. Just email me, carly at tidyrevival.com, or you can DM me on Instagram. That's an easy way to get a hold of me too. So Without further ado, here are some teenager tips for organization. What I found are the top things to think about as you're organizing a teen's room. All right, first of all, we are going to use decluttering as the foundation of our organization project. And that is my top tip for any space. So if you've ever heard me talk about organizing in general, you know that I use decluttering as a foundation of everything that we do. And What this means is that we don't want to assume that anything is a keep until they say so, because it might surprise you on the things someone is ready to say goodbye to. Now, if your teen is ready to say goodbye to something, 
but you're not ready to say goodbye to something, I'm going to cover that a little bit later. But if getting your teen's room organized is your end goal, then when they say they're ready to let go of something, I want you to just nod and smile in agreement and try not to pressure them to keep something that you're not ready to let go to of, because it, if it's not serving them, the point is to get their room more organized. And the easiest way to do that is to remove the things that they no longer use, want, need, or love. If you're not ready to say goodbye, we're going to cover that in a little bit, but that's going to fall under sentimental items. So keep listening. We're going to talk about it. Are we friends on social media yet? Whether your jam is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or Facebook, follow us at Tidy Revival for tips and updates. Okay. So when you're working in the room, when you're getting started, I want you to make sure that you have containers. They could be any sort of receptacles. I use lined trash bins, but if you don't happen to have three trash bins lying around, I completely understand. That's what I use. They can be regular bins. They can be trash cans. They could be a bag. They can be an old box, but we'll want receptacles for trash, recycling, and donations so that you can easily pack up and move them. And again, for in-home sessions, I use three lined trash bins that are labeled so I can easily bag things up when one is full, replace it with a new bag, and just kind of keep things moving quickly. If your teen's room doesn't have a permanent trash can, that is going to be like the immediate purchase that you're going to want to make. Because as you declutter, the easiest thing to do is to start with trash. Sometimes things just get tossed on the floor and removing those can be very, very helpful. Um, So highly recommend just starting with the trash. Once you remove the trash, there's somebody, I think this tip comes from domestic blisters, but I'm not positive, but I've heard people say, you know, they start with trash. Then next they move on to dishes. Those can absolutely pile up in a teen's room. So take all those dishes that are dirty and move them over to the kitchen and then laundry, just picking up that dirty laundry and putting it into the hamper. Um, Yeah. So putting things away, that'll be the next thing. Clothes put them in the hamper if they're dirty, put them back in the closets or the drawers, go through any papers that are lying around. Does it need to get filed? Does it need to be in a different area? Is it urgent? Is it scratch paper? Can it be recycled? We'll want to put away the jewelry, the makeup. We'll want to put school items in their backpack or on their desk. If they don't have a desk, wherever they they do their homework. Okay. Once you have put away what you can put away, what's left? And as you're putting away things, if you're thinking to yourself, where does this go? I don't know. Set it aside because those are going to be the things that you need to find homes for. So yeah, if you're thinking to yourself, I don't know what the home is for X, Y, Z, that's what we really need to examine for organization. Some common homes that we end up creating along the way for teen organization can include makeup. It could include what I like to call lady business and what the industry calls feminine products. It can include sports items. Like maybe you need a spot for all your baseball stuff, all your gymnastics stuff, all of your horseback riding stuff, whatever the case may be, creating a home for those items so that you can easily find what you need when you need it and easily put it away. That's the goal. It can be very simple. It can be a bin with a label on it. That's a system, baby. 
It could be knowing that this hangs up, your backpack hangs up on this hook, your sports bag goes in this cubby, your sports stuff always goes in the closet in this spot. Like whatever the system is, it can be very, very simple and that's fine. But honestly, the more simple the system is, the more easy it will be to maintain. So if it feels too simple, but you're like, does this count? Because like, is this, is this too simple or is this a system? Let me tell you, the more simple it is, the better your system is. So lean into simplicity. Hey, hon, are you looking to jumpstart your organization? Check out my free printable decluttering guide to give you inspiration on where to start. Just head to tidyrevival.com forward slash guide to get started. As you're creating homes and things, this is going to be a great time to also talk to your teen about what is working and what isn't working for their systems. So often things are out and about in their room because they don't really know where things are supposed to go. So they can't really quote unquote, put it away if they don't know really where it's supposed to go. And sometimes they don't understand that asking these questions are going to lead to making things more simple in the future because they're younger, right? I know that when I was a teen, it was really hard for me to ask questions. Now, when I don't know something, oh, I'm asking questions left and right to and fro. I am looking things up, YouTube University. I'm looking up hashtags. I'm teaching myself things. But when I was younger, asking questions about things that I didn't know about or that made me nervous, I would really freeze up. And there are a lot of things that like maybe like missed opportunities or roads less traveled that just didn't happen because I was petrified of asking questions. Or maybe I don't even know that that is a question that I should be asking. So I know you know this as a parent of teens, but that's something to keep in mind. Um, I talk to a lot of, like the reason that I'm harping on this a little bit, let's see, not harping, nagging, I guess is the right word. No, I'm just kidding. The reason I'm talking about this is because I talk to so many adults where when we're going back mentally to childhood, if we ask, you know, when you were told, Hey, go clean up your room. Did you know what that meant? A lot of people's answer is no, nope. I had no idea what that was actually supposed to mean. I knew that it was messy and it needed to look less messy. And that's why teens and kids end up getting into the habit of shoving things into the closet shoving things into drawers, shoving things under the bed, because they don't really know like what adults mean when they say, go clean up your room. It's like those puzzle pieces are not really solidified. Like cleaning up means taking all these items and putting them in their home. If a thing doesn't have an item, let's figure out a home together. Like those pieces aren't really connected. So if that wasn't connected for a lot of us as adults, then it could be worth going back to your kids and seeing if those dots are connected for them. Cause we just might assume that they are and they're not right. Cause again, this comes up like all the time for adults, all the time for adults. So helping your kids, helping your teens create homes for things and creating homes that work for them, really listening to their input can be amazing because a lot of times you may come up with solutions that look different from how you might have envisioned them. But by listening to your, your kids ideas about 
how the solution could go, you can come up with some easy systems that they are so much more likely to maintain because this was their idea. They have the buy-in. And so leaning into that, if it works for them and being open to things that are different than how you envision, it can be a game changer. I talk about this example a lot, but actually I'll give you a couple examples. I'll give you three examples. One, a teen room with a client. I, and I I talk about this a lot. So if you've heard this apologies, but it's relevant. We were figuring out a solution for a teen bedroom closet. Mom was annoyed that clothes were on the floor. Clothes were not hung up. When we really got into it, teen, the teen was like, you know what? Here's the thing. Here's what I would really, really like. We're like, go for it. Like what we're all ears. Tell us. And they said, I would really like to have a second hamper where I could just put my clean clothes. I don't really like putting them in the, in drawers. I don't really like hanging them. Like some things I'll hang, but most of it, I don't care about. If everyone would kind of leave me alone about it, I wish I could have just a second hamper. I could just throw my clean clothes in there and just grab what I need when I need it. And the mom is like, Hey, if that, if that works, I'm willing to try it because then it's off the floor. I'm like, what do I care if your t-shirt is rumpled? Like whatever. So they leaned in, worked out. Teen was able to keep up the system. Mom was happy because clothes weren't all over the floor. It was a real win-win, but that's not something that I would have thought of on my own. It's not something that the parent would have thought of on their own, but we leaned in and listened to what the teen wanted. And it made all the difference. I've worked with young children before where, you know, we're talking about folding And I had a four-year-old say to me, they're like, or we could roll it. And it was easier for them to roll their clothes. And then we could put them in the drawer that way. Yeah. Let's lean on in. If you want to roll your clothes and that's easy for you and you're four, and now you can help put away laundry, let's do it. I had another teen recently where we were figuring out their closet system and what bins to use. And this was more of an ADHD hack, but when we were, when we were talking the type of bins that they preferred to use, we got ones that had slits in them and their parent had, had seen a video about closet organization. We were watching the video and the bins that they used, the teen said that they liked because they could see what was inside as far as how full it was, but not it wasn't a clear bin. They said that they liked that it wasn't a clear bin because then it wouldn't be visually distracting to them because the closet is open at all times. They're like, so it'll look, you know, flush, but I can see how full it is just barely on the inside without seeing everything that really worked for them. And I knew exactly which bins they were. So we just replicated the system at home and it's the teen has been able to maintain it more easily because they thought of this solution. So when you have that buy-in, it just makes things a lot, a lot more easy. Other tips include, and this is a big one. We talked about this at the top, but make sure that you have a sentimental bin or two for your teen. These are things that I really recommend getting started early on. I also recommend having a sentimental bin for you. Really everyone in your house, I think should have a sentimental bin. Because there are going to be things that are very important for them to keep or for you to keep, but you don't actually care about displaying them or using them. This could include, you know, maybe like an old jersey, old baby clothes, baby blankets, maybe their first teddy bear, that sort of thing. 
And it could be that the teen doesn't care about it, but mom really cares about it. And if that's the case, it can go in your sentimental bin, but it means that when you're feeling sentimental, you know exactly where all those items are and they're not taking up valuable real estate in, you know, other places where you could have things that your kiddo is use, using, wanting, needing, loving right now. So highly recommend sentimental bins. And for even more in-depth information about this, I have a post, we will link it in the show notes. It's called prepping your teen for college. No matter how old your kids are, I mean, your kids could be five. There are going to be some tips in here that will be helping you think about how much sentimental items you want to be storing for that. Those pivotal years between when they go off to live on their own and when they actually have an adult home that has any amount of storage, because we know that there are some generally some lean years in between where they do not have all of their belongings. So thinking about that early will really help you as you prepare long-term for letting your baby birds fly. Okay. So that is all I have for today. If you have any questions about this, please feel free to connect with me. You can DM me on Instagram, or you can email me at carly at tidyrevival.com. And I look forward to chatting with you very soon. Thank you for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about how I can help you, head to tidyrevival.com to learn more about how I work with people one-on-one or in the clutter-free home process private community. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you'll always have access to the latest show. We would also love to hear your takeaways. Feel free to tag us at Tidy Revival on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. The Tidy Revival podcast is written and hosted by me, Carly Adams, and edited by Brittany McLean. Title song, Maverick, is by Dresden the Flamingo. And until next time, remember that you've got this.